Chase Elliott goes from the tire barriers to victory lane. Was it the greatest comeback of all time? Bubba Wallace could be in the hot seat for a cold bath to Bowman. The Biff joins for the lead in an exclusive interview. And oh, by the way, Connor Bunn is back. For the lead, episode 37 is next. You're listening to For the Lead from the Man Cave of Mayhem Studios. Here's Connor Bunn and Timothy Martin. And welcome into For the Lead, episode number 37. Whew, what a show. And ladies and gentlemen, pretty cool to have this guy back on the couch. Connor Bunn is back. Hello, hello. What's going on? Not much. Just reading these hero cards from drivers we picked up yesterday. Awesome. We've got a lot to talk about on this podcast. Maybe the biggest podcast we've ever done. I'm not even going to comment after that. I feel like I've heard that way too many times. I have a question that I need to ask you All right. right off the bat. Are you just here so you don't get fined? Uh, that's pretty much how it goes. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. Doing my due diligence. Ah. All right, so uh, check out For the Lead on Instagram, at For the Lead. For the Lead on Twitter, at For the Lead. For the Lead on YouTube. Also check out at, right, Connor Bunn on YouTube? Or yeah. Connor Bunn on YouTube. Check that out. Um, we have so much to talk about on this podcast. As I said, Greg Biffle joining the podcast. We interviewed him yesterday at the Roval. Huge weekend down in Charlotte. Yeah, I'm kind of in a good mood for... Um, uh, I guess obvious reasons for the right reasons. Yeah, I mean um, Chase Elliott got the win. Yeah, he did uh, in in epic fashion. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that in the history of NASCAR. It was a it was definitely a a finish for the ages. <laughs> just for how everything went down from from oh green gosh. from green to checkered, there was just so much action. Um, that yeah. So we got. I mean, we are going to be diving into that. Yeah, and but obviously. Um, We've had a lot going on, I guess, uh, here on uh, here on our old street. Uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of heat racing. A lot of heat four racing, yeah. Uh, you want to update everybody <clears> on the <throat> points? Am I leading the points? No, no, you're not. But I don't even know. I think you have like a um, nine. It's actually ninety nine points. Ninety nine point lead. You have a ninety nine point lead going into what? Michigan. Going into Michigan. Um, I I'm disappointed in this package. Yeah, to say the least. I have two wins. Two, yeah. You have how many? Twelve. Uh, yeah, something like something that. Something like that. Um, Eleven or twelve. So yeah, there, there's clearly an advantage on the top screen, which we was in the same in the E3. Uh, but uh, I don't know. You just race better than I do. Well, how can you explain what's going on? I don't know. I can't explain how I race better. I just want to qualify in the back. I don't. I don't try and make it all up on lap one. I don't try and split people three wide. I mean, I'm just very cautious about my moves, and I get up there and get myself in good position. Was that a dig at me? I mean, are you digging a little bit. driving? Yeah, you just go way too hard, way too quick. You got to let the track come to how you, fast as the crew is, chief how say. Fa- how fast is too fast? How fast is too fast? <laughs> uh, ask Chase Elliott going into to turn one, the heartburn turn yesterday. That was a little bit too fast, uh, wouldn't you say? I'd say that was too fast. Uh, but hey, there is a silver lining in Heat Four, and it's called Watkins Glen. So we're gonna run thirty-six races. Yeah, at Watkins but you haven't Glen. won yet. Yeah, but no, I was, I've been, I mean, I should have won. But the results. But I should have won. But you haven't won. I so. dominate. I, I dominate those races, and then all of a sudden, you then pick up my strategy of what I'm doing, and then you try to beat you beat me on the last lap. Because you complain about 
heat not being realistic and and that, it, that it's too easy at times and stuff like that. But then again, you drive through the grass of the bus stop, and, and I pick up so much time. Okay, but don't complain about be don't complain about it being not realistic when you can just drive through the grass. I mean, if you want it to be as realistic, drive the course how it's set. I just, I just want to win. That's really all I want. Oh. I just want I want a win in life. Well, that's focus on the small victories first. <laughs> Maybe picking up some top fives, top tens. Hey, what? I finish in the top ten like every race. I finish like second almost every race. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, the game is a little bit more, obviously, it's a little more, we had, uh, or I had, uh, was chatting with Michael Cozy Jr., I think it was on the last podcast, Connor obviously wasn't here, but, um, I mean, the game is a lot different in terms of, from, from Heat 3, the tracks drive so different, the lines are so different, um, I mean, you can do a lot of different things, uh, you can even change all your setups on your car and those types of things on multiplayer, I mean, it is a totally different game to an extent. Yeah, to an extent, yes, but I feel like it's the same results. It evens out the playing field, but it evens it out enough to where it lets the driver, um, it it makes it as even as possible, and that, then the rest of it is just in the driver's hands, and then that shows through our championship season that we've been running. Uh, who's a better I, driver? I, I, got, I got the uh, sub, subliminal message right there. Yeah, okay. I, just, I was uh, just hoping. Some, up, some, I was just hoping you could pick up what I was putting down. Uh, but there's going to be some changes to the uh, like what AIs next season. Like I what? Know, I don't know. We're going to be making a little bit of tweaks. Uh, some tweaks are coming. See, then you tweak it too much, and well, then I don't we're tweak it too much. Then we're running thirtieth the whole time, and I think it's competitive where it's at now. I guess I just need to practice more. Just you, no, my you, problem you go is, with the no. same strategy every you're time. You're right. You're right. I pit early and the caution comes out. My problem is you're right. I just I am gripping the controller so hard and I'm just trying to go, 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 go. And I'm watching your screen and I'm watching, you know, I'm trying to watch your line and I'm just I'm not. I mean, I kind of have ADD. I cannot focus on putting together. The only track I can really put together a solid lap on is Watkins Glen. I mean, I think it's safe to say that I have. I, I, I mean, take the little you know, cheating in the grass thing out of the way. I drive that track really well. Um, but that's it. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I found myself one time and it was at the Glen, not paying attention to what you were doing. And I was, I was gapping you and I, I, I spend most of my time just trying to look at both screens and it screws me up. Well, I mean, you, because I want to beat you so bad. When you, well, when we do the practice laps and I'm out there practicing more than you, what do you think I'm doing? I'm finding a spot on the okay. track that I need to hit every time. Duly noted. You just some races that are just long and stuff like Texas and Kansas where we can't quite get the lead, but we're in. I'm running like six. You're running like 14th. You just gotta let your nuts hang. You gotta let the track come to you. You can't run the top if your car won't go there. You just gotta run. You gotta run where your car will run, and then let the rest come to you. So you can't, you can't. It's good try, advice for everybody. Else. You try and get too many. Yeah, it's it's the best life advice there is. Life just let advice. your nuts hang. Unless you're a female, then just yeah. <laughs> sorry for our female listeners, but anyways, yeah. So you just try and do too much, especially on the starts. You 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 go three wide, and sometimes you're like, all right, and then you you get turned around, and it's a big pile up, and. Your biggest problem is you see smoke, and you're like, oh, what is this? And you drive straight oh into the God. smoke, okay. and you ass pack. A car. All right. So. Welcome back. Yeah, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
we've been on some road trips. Um, quite a bit. Uh, we were in Charlotte. Oh, well, we've been in Charlotte. I feel like we've got. I feel like we've been in. Char- I feel like we live in Charlotte. Yeah, I just need to move there. I feel it's... like we live in Charlotte. I have driven Charlotte so many times, but just like my ADD, I cannot tell you how to get to Charlotte. But well, I, I, get back. I can seem to remember everything. I know exactly where to go from when we get to Sa- to Winston Salem, but it's just that one part where we get into like. Greensboro. Yeah, it's when we take the Martinsville Speedway exit. We where you right. kind of take those back roads. It's yeah. just, I can't remember that. Where I remember it, but I just don't remember where exactly the turn is. But right. duly noted. Um, we went to the Panthers game a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was depressing. Uh, but yeah, but that was fun, though. We had a it lot of dep- I mean, other than the game itself. Yeah, it was fun. Um, different than NASCAR. It's a different crowd. Um, people like to... You haven't been on the podcast since we were at Darlington, either. Yeah. And, I mean, so we went to Darlington... That was a 25-hour trip. That was a big one. I mean, and we got soaked, and we well, spent... I mean, even even the Panther game was the Panther uh, game almost was 20, a 24-hour. It was hour. a 24-hour, because we, another rain delay. I mean, yeah. we, we got soaked. It was funny, because, you know, when the rain started coming at Darlington, you know, Connor was like, you want to go down? want to go down? I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go down. Starts pouring down the rain at the Panthers game. We're staying in the seats. They're playing. They're playing in the rain. I'm watching. <laughs> they're not racing. If they're racing in the Man. rain, I'd be sitting there watching it. Got soaked at the Panthers game. But, but. Uh, normally, that I, I don't handle that very well. But I didn't, it didn't really bother me, I guess, because it was just hot. Um, everywhere we go has been hot. Hot. Yeah. And this weekend, which we'll talk about a little while on the podcast, it was hot. But then, kind of, the sun went down when we were up in the stands. It was okay. Yeah. But the I drives, feel like I was hotter when I got to the stands. I mean, well, yeah, being down in the, the infield all, all day. I mean, I was, I was fine. I was, <laughs> I was most hot when I was just sitting there. Yeah. In well, the stands. Well, luckily we we timed it where we didn't have to really sit there a long time. Yeah. Um. But nor did these, we have to scan our tickets to get in. Right. I know. Thanks. Uh, for, we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll mention. But that's that. neither here nor there. Oh we'll gosh. just try to next shoot year. For I'm not buying pad. tickets. Yeah. We'll just. And then they'll ask uh, for our tickets, and we're like, ah, oh, god. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of tired of driving. Time to fly. <laughs> Time to catch I mean, flights. I mean, we're flying I've, to the 500. Falling next asleep year. in rest stops and falling asleep behind the. I mean, you don't know how many times while you were sleeping, I dozed off and, and woke up as we were about to go off a cliff. God. I mean, you don't know how many times that happened. See, that makes me think twice about sleeping on the way back, it, it which makes, I didn't. I feel like I didn't sleep that much on the way back. I feel like the way back last night was just fast. It was. It was fast. Well, and and I, it's because it wasn't three in the morning when we were leaving yeah i mean we like, got home at like 10 yeah and so and i wasn't that tired i mean i was a little tired you slept for a little while i say i slept um, for then, maybe like an hour yeah that yeah you slept for an hour and then you woke up we were like in martinsville and then there's another hour to get to that so yeah i mean no well, i woke up we were in like rocky mount it was uh, pretty close to home no I remember i stopped at the gas station and you woke up oh um, yeah and that was in martinsville so, but yeah, some, some awesome some fun road trips uh and and the the fun just continues um uh, next week we'll be heading out west. So yeah, out to Vegas. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I've got a work conference that I'm going to uh, some learn some marketing skills, and um, we're gonna meet out there with uh, Darian. Darian, who was on the podcast uh, last month or month before last, and uh, do some go kart racing. Connor, you posted on your story. Um, you've been digging me about go kart racing too. Uh, you put posted on your story what if, if, last week about. Me driving head on into the wall. Yeah, you know? ricocheting right off the wall. Um, yeah. For yeah. Shoot. Why? Thinking about you go kart racing just gives me kind of like PTSD. Okay, you act like I wreck all the time. I don't wreck in go karts all the time. <sighs> you either you're wrecking or you're wrecking somebody else. We're gonna try not to have any meltdowns. Okay, no meltdowns yeah. in Vegas. I'll try and keep. I'll try and keep it together, but. 
Darian, if you're listening, I want you to put Connor in the wall, and I want to see it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll try my best to keep it. I'll just remember the big picture. <laughs> what, is the, I, what is the big picture? Well, in my brain. A lot of times in my brain when I'm racing, it's just electrical buzzing anyways. But if I get taken out by Darian, it won't. It won't. Yeah, so Darian's going to take you out. You're going to just let it run up. Ru- Go off your shoulders. If I took you out, there would be hell to well, pay. I but this like. is the thing. I know Darian's not going to take me out. So <laughs> it it bugs. Nothing pisses me off more than go kart racing. I swear, I love it, but I hate it. Well, I hope we have people on the track that are uh, okay. And I wish I was. I wish I could be in like a go kart racing league with people who knew how to race. <sighs> I know how to race. Yeah. So Connor's been doing. Uh, you've been doing this vlog series. So you got vlogging going on. Yeah, I wouldn't even um, call it really a vlog series. Just been trying to figure out YouTube, but just been trying to conquer YouTube. But you've been doing vlogs. Yeah. Um, so what? Uh, and you got a you got a new one coming out uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, and this is that. What? How many vlogs is this? Oh man, like I don't know. Five, six, um, something but, like that. Uh, the the races have been part of that. Uh, yeah. Obviously, a big part of that. And uh, so you'll have the you'll have the whole vlog uh, about. Um, the Roval. Yeah. So that's going to be a pretty the Roval, cool video. The Roval vlog, I'm, I've watched some of the footage, and it's it's going to be a good one. It's a, I, I like doing NASCAR vlogs, so I think that's my element. But the problem is, like, you know, you have people who daily vlog, who just vlog yeah. their life. And I think I could do that to an extent, but, like... It's like you're, you're editing every day. You're doing, I mean, it's like, geez. Yeah, I mean, it's a grind, but the the thing with NASCAR is it just all comes so natural and there's just always right. something for me to talk about. So I don't know. I need to get better at like, that. I mean, it's kind of like when we sat down to first do this podcast, it was just natural. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm going to Vegas going to have a lot of, a lot of footage to shoot out there and stuff. Five so hour flight. Yeah. It'll take me, um, <laughs> sleeping flight. It'll, it'll take me a little bit to get used Uno. to vlogging, Uno. <laughs> vlogging, uh, something that's not NASCAR related. Um, but I'll come around to it and, and, and it's and been we, fun. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's, it's really like, it's like I'm done with school now and now it's like kind of YouTube's consumed because like this time last year I was always thinking like, oh, you know, what test do I have next? You know, you know what I got to do for class tomorrow, what homework I got to do now. It's like every day running through my mind. It's like, oh, what could I film? Or like, uh, what would be a good video to film or, uh, what I want to try and film at a race and stuff like that. So, so le- it's less stressful too. I was never naturally gifted at school. So doing actually doing something I like like this is kind of like I wake up and it's like, all right, well, at least I have something I want to do on my mind rather than, you know, just dragging myself to class. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> and you're going to be on Darian's uh, YouTube yeah, this Wednesday, right? Yeah, it's either going to be on Darian's channel, Black Flags Matter, or, um, or Eric's channel. Um, on the NASCAR Weekly podcast this Wednesday at eight, man, so much. I believe so. You guys can tune in on YouTube on that. I believe it's on Darian's channel's Black Flags Matter, and I'll be on there. Uh, maybe have another driver on there too. Um, he kind of hinted at that. I'm not sure how. Natalie Decker coming. (laughs) Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure who it may be or if he's got that them strings tied together yet, but should be fun. And uh, speaking of fun, you had some fun playing War of Words with somebody on Twitter. <laughs> speaking of YouTube, too, right? Kind of. That kind of yeah. ties into the YouTube. Yeah, thing. it does kind of tie into YouTube. But I wouldn't consider myself a NASCAR YouTuber like, like Danny. Oh, you were defending them. Though. Yeah, I was defending them. Um, yeah, it was. That was. What's, what, 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 this, what was this guy's problem? Um, oh, NASCAR's Darian, not a sport. Darian tweeted uh, a meme. Kind of, it was kind of like a meme video, and he was like. 
when people say NASCAR is not a sport, and it was just you know some meme, and then this journalist, whoever he is, who whatever whatever spot he wants to claim in the sport of whatever he likes, whatever he feels knowledgeable about, um, said NASCAR wasn't a sport; it's an industry, and la la la, and just and then I I read that, and then I was like, well, I mean, there's nothing really to argue about that. I mean, these when people are just this when people just miss the setup in their mind like that then there's really no arguing with him but then i clicked on his twitter page and he was just you can see the jealousy on his page because you, you know you're that's right it's that it's you know that, you're, it's that writer yeah you know you're jealous when you put in your bio proud subscriber of zero nascar youtubers and i was like so what ridiculous. so ridiculous so i was i tweeted at him and 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 we talked about this. His problem is is he went to school however many years ago. Yeah, it's just jealousy. And he he cannot make the transformation or understand that what you learned in, and I and I can speak from perspective because I am a journalism major from a college, as is this person. So um, and I you know I graduated ten years ago or fifteen years ago from college. And what I learned in college about journalism is 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 today you it's totally different. And you've got to make that change. Everybody can be a journalist in some form or fashion now with the way technology is. I mean, I don't, have, don't, a, I don't have a lick of <laughs> journalism. Or I've never taken a journalism yeah, but course. Us, and... you, but you, down in the pits, interviewing Greg Biffle is journalism right. to an extent. Right. So it's like... So, you know, you can do that. You, you know, you can do that with the technology we have. And if you do it um, and you do it well and you do it with, um, you know, create, create, you, you know, be creative about it. This person doesn't like that because, you know, they didn't go, the people that are doing this today, like us, like all the YouTubers that are, that are out there, they didn't go through the same traditional approach that this person just went jealousy, through. Man. And, you know, it's just, I mean, that's the times we live in. And if you can't adjust to that, then that you're going to be, you're going to have a miserable life. I mean, you could just see the ignorance because I mean, his, his only response to me was, that I was way off, and that they NASCAR YouTubers may be more passionate than him, but they are sure not smarter, which is just such an ignorant way of thinking. And then I read some of his other tweets, and he said he wasn't even a fan of the sport. So it's like yeah, you're not even a fan understand. of it, then I mean, get out of your lane. Talk about a miserable life. Yeah, I don't hit up. I don't hit up like NFL beat writers and and tell them that they're they're the league is not a sport, and that I'm not a fan, but I know more than them. Like. Dude, like just like I I tweeted again at him and asked if he thought he was smarter just because he Bob Parker's followed him, but he then deleted his response to me. So then my series of tweets to him got deleted. But um, yeah, then asked, the the Twitter community showed out on right on my side. Of Speaking argument. of Parker's, we're gonna have him on the podcast here <clears> hopefully <throat> in a few weeks. So. Yeah, we ran into him yesterday. I feel like we we run into him every everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, soon he, I think he's probably going to say, hey, man, good to see you again. And he's going to certainly, I think, recognize us. And yeah, that would be a deal. We can, you know, well, we're going to we're gonna get him on here, and, and um, it, it'll be cool to catch up with him at all the tracks that we go to. Uh, we were talking about Twitter, uh, and you've been you've been watching Bob Levine kind of troll people. He's been doing some yeah, stuff. Yeah, Bob Levine's been a <laughs> – he's a, he's a funny one on Twitter. Just people tweet at him and stuff about the 95 and – and stuff like that, and he uh, he just kind of has like witty, funny responses that that people are mad that he's putting Bell in the car and got rid of De Benedetto. Well, not really that. It's just 
some people tweet at him like thinking like, oh, I got him now. And then Bob Levine will hit him back with a witty response and his response will make you feel stupid. That's what kind of like Twitter character he is, which is funny to me because it reminds me a lot of Kyle Busch. <laughs> and, so. and then we saw him. Um, yeah, he walked. He we walked saw by him. Us. We, we, man, he looked like he was in a hurry. Otherwise, we we're gonna stop him and try to try yeah. to chat. With also, him. ran into to better to those parents yesterday, and they were his mother was a very nice. I lady. know she started talking to us, and uh, which we'll get into the whole trip here in a little bit. But I mean, uh, she mentioned my shirt. I was wearing the Wood Brothers shirt and, um, when we walked by, and it was kind of like she started chatting with us, and I was, you know, I didn't at first, I was like, I wonder, I wonder who this person is, and then it was like, I read her hard card, and it's mom. Susan DiBenedetto, yeah, and she kind of looked like him in the face, so I, I mean, I was like, what other random older woman be standing here next to his hauler like that, right, so, yeah, at uh, nine o'clock in the morning, right, um, so, I mean, that was, that was really cool, and she was, she was super nice, I know where he gets his, his, um, personality from, because she is, she is super nice, um, what do I hear? I hear something opening over here. I'm opening a Kyle Busch podcast. You know, it's a good time to, while you're doing that, it's a good time to say hello and thank you to Mr. Gabe. Um, oh, yeah. As we, as we normally do. Um, and I mentioned on the podcast last week, Gabe sent some uh, some stuff. We got the 48 car here, uh, the big diecast. It's it's on the table. It looks awesome. Uh, Gabe continues to be a huge supporter of his show. And uh, we've got something. We're, Gabe's always sending us stuff, but we've got something we're going to send to Gabe, too. So... So be in the lookout in the mail, Gabe. We'll uh, have something coming for you here in the next next few days. Yeah, we also have a new logo. Kind of, I've been going through logos like crazy, apparently, on the show. But we have a new logo, um, and we'll have new merch out soon uh, with that new logo. I like the new logo. Yeah, the new logo looking sporty. Kind of um, has a vintage. I wanted a vintage. You, yeah, you I wanted to take the, the old. Said, I wanted yeah. to take the old NASCAR logo, like with the colors, and then just put for the lead in it. But that wouldn't really fly. So. Couldn't really do that. Yeah, um, but I think uh, the, I think what we ended up with is really cool. Yeah, and uh, you've got the Snickers car out. Yeah, it's a good look. I just trying to visualize in my head when he ran this scheme. Yeah, I was actually not going to open those, but um, why not? I'm just kidding. You can just put them next to the. I don't cars. know when he ran this scheme. Did he run it? Is that a throwback? No, it's. His, oh, I think he ran it Atlanta. I he think this, run it in, no, he ran it in 2018. This was 2018, so. Maybe this was Atlanta 2018. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, Good looking paint scheme though. I uh, know. I like it. I don't like most most um, Snickers paint schemes, but this one and this one is Darlington throwback. And then he had one that was kind of more light blue and white and stuff that he ran in 2017 at Atlanta. I like that. But that's. Is it safe to say your all time favorite car is the hazelnut car? Of Kyle Busch? Yeah. Um. I mean, at least obviously right now. I mean, that's. Oh yeah, you right love now. Love that car. I love that car. I I just that's my favorite color blue. So, um, I don't know. He's had a a lot of really and cool paint schemes. Connor has the shirt. He's got the hazelnut like team shirt. Yeah. I went to the hauler yesterday to get the Chase Elliott one. They didn't have it. And it was like, if you want to see my shirt, you can follow me on Instagram at Connor Bunch. Post a picture in it. Or I watch the vlog when it comes out. Yeah, uh, I'm just wondering how fast is too fast. You know. Boom. Uh, speaking of fast, uh, it's going to get fast around here come December because I'm getting a go kart, and uh, we are going go. We we're talking about go kart racing, obviously. Uh, I don't need to go to a go kart track anymore because I'm going go kart racing in the backyard. Sounds like a terrible idea. Why? It's just your backyard is hilly, yeah, and dirt, and well, it's, it's got dirt wood. In it. It's just 
You're gonna have to you're gonna have to finesse around the trees. What is this gonna be the mud summer class? No, it's not gonna be mud. You're gonna have to finesse around the trees. Uh, and there's gonna, it's you know, it's gonna be a tight little course, uh, and that's gonna come out into the driveway, go around the driveway, go back up into the woods, back through. Uh, it's gonna be pretty awesome, and I'm looking forward to it. I don't understand why you're so bent on that. Why on can that I not get a go kart? Why can't I get a go kart? But the track idea. I mean, I'm not opposed to the go kart. Well, I gotta idea. have somewhere to ride the go kart around the neighborhood, like all the other kids are. Well, out I'll here. probably do that too. To ride the motorbikes until the police pull up, and I'll be the one that gets in trouble when all these other kids in the yeah. are riding, riding uh, all this other stuff. <laughs> all these four wheelers, popping wheelies on motorbikes. I mean, yeah, and stuff. Like, and what's the, going I'll on? be the one that gets called out for that. Uh, all right, NASCAR Nuggets to talk about. Big news. Um, I didn't have a podcast last week, so we missed this news, uh, which kind of came out after the podcast. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. out at Roush. This has been so, I don't know, dramatic and confusing and everything else that, that you know was happening. This dropped, I guess, Wednesday of last week. Chris Busher is in. Um, and Stenhouse, I guess, was called in Wednesday morning, said, you're done, you're out after this year. Um, and I don't know, there's a lot of confusion about Chris Busher. Was he still under contract with Roush? Apparently there was some clause in his contract where he could tell them that, that a deadline had passed and they could, I don't know, they could sign him. I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah, the whole ordeal is just messy, but that's Jack Roush for you. Jack Roush just kind of has a history of doing messy ordeals. What do you think about, um, the, I mean, Kevin Harvick apparently, is, you know, he's commented on this as well. Well, Stenhouse being out of the ride? Yeah. Oh, like, they're about two years too late on that. <laughs> and Kevin Harvick, like, has a management company, and he's representing Stenhouse now. Yeah. Or well, something. I mean, this is, this is just weird. And then he was blaming Spire Motorsports because uh, the contract Who was blaming was Spire? Kevin Harvick. Uh, he was blaming Spire because they're a management company too, and that that their contract was not very good for Stenhouse. And then Spire came out and said, "Well, we we weren't representing Stenhouse." So there was so much confusion around that. Um, and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Obviously, this weekend was the first time he really addressed the media about it. Uh, one of the questions asked is, um, "You know, why don't you think you were able to get the finishes Newman has? Because that's what uh, people see." And and and. Um, Stenhouse said, you know, he feels like over the over the year that they've had a lot more speed than the six team, um, but that comes with consequences. He says they've blown a lot of right front tires, make contact with the wall, cut down tires. He's made mistakes. Um, the one thing that, you know, that's what sticks out. Um, you know, they overheated at Darlington. There have been a lot of different issues, but he still thinks, you know, he, he had fast cars. He just didn't drive like Newman trying to get the best finishes. He drove the car. Kind of, sounds like he drove it like me in Heat 4, where he just tried to get to the front. And, and you and Stenhouse and, have a lot in common. Over-aggressive. Yeah. And, makes bonehead moves. And then you wreck, and then you're Wreck out of on your own. Uh, yeah, they're about two years too late on that Stenhouse ordeal. I have never been a big fan of Stenhouse. I just think he's... Oh, well, I mean, we know what he did at Talladega. That's I just think he's a bad driver. Talladega. He's not good. Um, Tell us how you feel. Doesn't change. Um, what about Busher? What do you think about Busher in that 17? Darian, Darian mentioned Chris Busher when we had him on, talking about how he, he was going to be potentially a 40. He was a great driver, you know, which I didn't really pay much attention yeah. to that. Or I don't really see a lot of that. But I think um, Busher will, will do well in the 17. I think he'll, he'll be a good fit in that organization. Obviously, back with Jack Roush, where he won an Xfinity championship. So I think he's going to... Um, He's gonna be gonna be a solid driver for them. I think he's gonna be a step up from Ricky Stenhouse. I don't know how competitive that seventeen car is gonna be off the bat. It seems like for a while they just kind of needed to to drain house with the seventeen, 
team and and rebuild it back up but um i mean do you think stenhouse is going to go somewhere what do you think i don't know i mean i'm sure there'll be an opportunity out there somewhere but it's just like when we were talking to bob pockers yesterday it's does he want to like bob mentioned the 38 car but does he want to does he want that ride and um you know i don't know it it, it all depends like how bad it depends what he think he deserves and what he's going to get offered I think he's going to have, you know, something offered to him. I think LaJoy's a good fit for the 38, and, you know, maybe the 32 opens up for Stenhouse, but, oh like I said, God, does he I want that ride? That. So, I don't, I don't know. I just think in the with the direction the teams are, like the 37 team, do you want to put someone like Stenhouse in there, or do you want to give someone like Ross Chastain a shot? Like, you know, I mean, you got you to gotta do what's going to make more sense for the company. I mean, putting Stenhouse in the ride, I mean – you know, there's no telling how bad or well he'll do, but at some point you just got to, like, totally move off a driver. So um, maybe Stenhouse should go back down to Xfinity. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Whatever's offered to him, Xfinity-wise, I would take it. I'd be the first to jump on it. I mean, the Cole Custer ride might open up. He yeah. could open. He well, could go right, right there and slide in the double zero, so – I think uh, he'd, and, and we talked about this. I think he'd, I think he'd do I think he'd do great in Xfinity. I mean he's a well, champion I mean, in the Xfinity. Yeah, series. I mean he, I think he'll do, I think he'd 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 I mean he'd be competitive. He'd win races and and I mean seems like he's for everybody. Been, right. It seems like he's not had that obviously. So why wouldn't you want that uh, in, in your life after kind of the miserable career yeah. you've had with Roush? I don't know. Other I guess than those a, restrictor plate wins. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I don't know what the hell is going to be able to fix Ricky Stenhouse. I mean. <sighs> His, uh, I feel like I'm just talking in circles when it comes to Ricky Stenhouse. It's like, oh, he may have potential, and then it leads back to me right, saying, well, we'll no, he on. sucks. We'll move on now to um, the other news, which was the best kept, worst kept secret in, in NASCAR, that uh, Christopher Bell going to the 95 car next year. Um, you've got a lot of big <clears throat> automatic round of four lock. Oh, jeez, <laughs> give me a just break. Kidding. Oh, my gosh. Um I'm high on Christopher Bell. So you th- you you think he's going to get a win next year? Oh, I think I think he's got a great shot to get a win next year. Yeah, um, I think he's a great driver. I mean, do you see? I mean, clearly he gets a win. He makes the ch- He makes the playoffs. Yeah. So where do you see him in the playoffs? Um, I think for his first year, round of twelve would be the goal. Round of twelve would be the goal. Round of getting eliminate, Man, getting just, to the playoffs, getting to the playoffs would be. Would be great. Round of twelve would be would be exceeding expectations. I'll say that, but I think with the alliance they're going to have with Joe Gibbs Racing, I think he's going to be in in great hands. Okay. Obviously, so um, not getting a win would that be a disappointment? Um, not getting a win and missing the playoffs, or not getting a win and making the playoffs. Uh, I'd say not getting a win and making the playoffs. Say that's a win. I mean, would you consider this year so for you, Byron a win? S- yes. Um, exactly. So. But not making the playoffs and not getting a win would be a disappointment for Christopher Bell in the '95 class. I wouldn't say a disappointment. I'd say, I'd say it was a setback from what expectations are. But I say, I mean, look at look what Eric Jones did in the '77 one year with the Alliance with Gibbs. I mean, he didn't I, get a win. He didn't make the playoffs. Right, but he was he was running up front. He was leading a lot of laps. Maybe should have won Bristol. Uh, um, right. Um, I mean, I won't be surprised if he wins. I won't be surprised if he makes the playoffs. I won't be surprised if he does not win and does not make the playoffs. Um, just because of I've been around so many, this is going to be the next best thing. Look at what he's done so far, Joey Logano. I mean, obviously Joey Logano is a champion now, but look what 
look what he had to go through to get that championship. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I mean, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. was the next best thing to come into Roush well, at the time, But too. then again, Roush wasn't where Gibbs is when he came in, and Logano, Gibbs wasn't where they are now when he came in, and he was 18. Christopher Bills, he's 24 going on 25. I mean, he's, he's a little bit older. He's a little bit more experienced, and just from – from brains around the sport, they say the way he drives, he drives like such a veteran. He makes such veteran-like moves, and it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's going to be great and and neat to see see that unfold. I'm living for this this uh, Bell versus Bush battle in the Cup Series about to come up. <laughs> well, I mean, because you know every rookie's got to go through Crypto Kyle, right? Um, and I mean, his first Cup Series start is going to be the Daytona 500, right? And so we'll be there for that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'm going to, it's going to be very interesting to just watch how he, I think he's probably the driver I'm most curious about seeing how he does in the cup series um, and watching. I wouldn't measure the, the 500 fold. as a, no, I'm not talking about that. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying that we're going to be there for his first race. Oh. I'm talking about next season as a whole. It's just going to be interesting to watch him because I've watched him closely. I haven't really done that a lot with a lot of Xfinity drivers yeah. in the past. Kind of watched them very, well, same very closely. Same thing with Reddick. I mean, this Yeah, is, and that's right, Reddick. This could be the this, this could be the most anticipated battle. anticipated rookie class from dating back from a long time. So And if Cole Custer gets a ride, I mean, yeah. I, everybody want everybody's saying they want it, they want to see all three of them be in the Cup Series yeah. next year. So Reddick's in, obviously replacing Hemrick. Um I mean, you don't think you don't think he's going to stand a chance against Bell. Who? Um, Reddick, given the RCR versus the Toyota Alliance. No, I give Toyota the upper hand. Um, and but Reddick has that Cup experience already. He's got a few races in Cup under his belt. So and that he's not done that bad in. No, I mean ninth at Kansas is running in the top not. ten in all the Heat Four races we run. Uh, more like top three most of the yeah. races. It's kind of ridiculous, but um, yeah, I mean, um, it should be a really good, really good battle. Um, and then, if, you know, it seems like the only place Cole Custer is going to go, or unless Stuart Haas forms an alliance with one of these other teams, yeah, they'd have to get rid of um, Suarez Clint Boyer or Boyer. Suarez. Yeah, it just – And it's yikes. getting really late in the season. Yeah. Uh, now, you know – I say <laughs> if you don't have something nah, – never mind, I don't want to say that. Because I've seen crazier stuff. Well, if in you the don't sport. have something lined up now, you're not going to get it lined up. I mean, that's well. I, I was going to say, if you don't have something lined up by the time this round of the playoffs over, then good luck. But yeah. then Kurt Busch locked up the one ride in January right, of I last know. year, so I'm yeah. not, I'm not going to even going to even go there. Every, I mean, everything's just it's silly seasons is crazy as right. in general. So I put the question out on Twitter: Who's going to have a better year, Bell, or Bell, De Benedetto, Reddick? And it was a tie between Bell and De Benedetto. Wow. Um, so, what do you think he's going to do in that 21 car? Um, I think DeBetto is going to be solid. I think he's Does gonna... he get a win? Does he get the 100th win for Wood Brothers? I think he gets year? the 100th win. Don't know if it's going to be next year. I think he makes the playoffs next year. DeBetto is one of those guys where, it, you know, he's like the stock market. You know, every rising stock dips a little bit, but they dip on the way to the top. So, I think DeBetto Slowly getting there to the top. I mean, you've, you've seen what he's done with the 95 this year. I mean, um, led the most laps in the 500, almost won Bristol. I mean, he's had, a, he's had a lot of highlights in that 95 car, and he's definitely exceeded expectations of most. Um, and with that alliance becoming even form, even closer next year, I, that's why I believe Bell's going to do so well. But, um, you know, the alliance Penske has with the 21 car, I think Matt Benedetto getting that information 
and working with uh, with Penske. I mean, I, th- I think he's going to do. I think he's going to do great at twenty one. No, I think so. Um, and as we talk about kind of drivers up and coming, and um, before we had a break, I think kind of update update us. You obviously follow very closely Haley Deegan. Yeah. Um, and and you know she's having huge success uh from from the business standpoint because what was that that we were talking about uh her merch sales are like through the roof yeah um well not just that it's just social media engagement uh, yeah engagement uh, right she like, just posted like, a picture top. before i came over i mean she's just she's killing it on instagram right now she she brings fan interaction to our sport and she's electrifying as a driver and she's a kind of becoming a in the K&N series, at least, on the track, a polarizing figure um, amongst drivers, not fans, because she's so popular. But And she um, was on the track this weekend this past and Saturday. had some problems. Yeah, uh, but that's K&N. I mean, it's... I think I think she's a way better driver than most of those oh, guys. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that it's this just, weekend is defined. Yeah, it's just it was just interesting. She, she looked like me when she was going in the turn. I mean, she yeah. just wiped out the six, and then he wiped her out. Yeah. I mean, um, it's just. Um, she's dotting every, every I and crossing every T. And in the truck series, potentially for some races next year. Oh, that's, I think that's guaranteed. When does that Toyota told her dad when two years that ago that. Announced? When do we hear about that? Off season. I mean, it, it could come any time, but I think it's a lot that, I mean, Toyota told her dad two years ago, we want Haley in a Kyle Busch truck in, in two years. So there, so. Samantha's been dying for this female and there she is. Yeah, there this she is This might not be right the there. one she wants. If you ever watch Racing Housewives. No, Samantha like, likes Haley Deegan. Does she? Yeah. She but does. she also likes this other girl. What's her name? Yeah, um, I think a lot of that's just reality. Yeah, I mean, or just the reality TV. Right, so show. not real. Yeah. Because, um, yeah. I mean, who who's ever heard of this chick in NASCAR? She's you know? from Canada and, uh, you know, they showed a preview for Racing Housewives and she wrecked this car at Hickory and Kyle Busch was not happy. Um, so I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing that. All right, we're going to head to break. We're going to come back, talk about the Roval, the big trip down there, the playoff race. Holy moly, what a race. We'll be right back. Crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. All right, welcome back to For the Lead, episode 37. Follow us, For the Lead, on Instagram, For the Lead, on Twitter, For the Lead, on YouTube. Uh, check out Connor Bunn on YouTube as well. Just search Connor Bunn. Man, what a weekend. You know, we've been to, this was the sixth race we've been to this season. Am I right or is it seven? I think it's sixth, I believe. Well, let's, Daytona. let's go. Daytona, Martinsville, Bristol. Bristol, Bristol again. Darlington. Darlington. Roval. So that's six. So we're going to hit seven races this year. Um Martinsville coming up in a few weeks. <clears throat> That'll be the seventh race. Yeah. Not ruling out a potential trip to Florida no, if Kyle no. Busch and Chase Elliott are in the championship four. Yeah. So, um, man, we, would that we, be epic? We know that Kyle Busch is probably going to be in the hey, championship four. Relax. So, so relax. No, no, don't tell me to relax. Relax. So, are you are you now hoping maybe Chase is in there, knowing that you? This could happen if Chase gets in there. Oh, regardless, I would I would hope Chase is in there. I'd rather see him in there the most. So, do you um, think he's going to get in it? Um, he gets through this round clean, makes it to the round eight. I think he, um, I think he has a great shot. I'm predicting 
he wins Martinsville. I'm just predicting that. He finally wins Martinsville um, mm-hmm. from everything that's happened there in the past. So um, let's talk about this trip, though, before we dive into the race. Um, Got to thank Charlotte Motor Speedway for allowing us to go down there and really have all access uh, in the garage and, and everywhere. Um, first time I'd ever been in the pits uh, at Charlotte, ever been inside the track at Charlotte, and it was just that's a top-notch facility, and I mean, we went everywhere. Yeah, and it was really cool. There to really see. wasn't a place we couldn't go. Right. Um, I mean, and the the kind of the moments and the experiences that we had, it was almost like out of body moments. I mean, we're race fans, obviously. We're huge. We do this show, and and you, we talk about NASCAR all the time. But we're huge race fans, and and you know, we watch these drivers and these crew chiefs and on TV and stuff, and they, you know, they become larger than life figures at times. And then, but then they're just normal dudes. They're normal dudes, and we find ourselves standing in the garage, in front of Kyle Busch's car, walking up to Adam Stevens, saying, "Hey, what are y'all working on, and what's wrong with the car?" And he looks over, and he just starts talking to us. Yeah, an hour before the race. An hour before the race, it's like all these NASCAR officials are around the 18 car. This, like, I mean, it, it looked like there was some major problem that they failed tech, yeah. and 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 this was a huge issue. I mean, everybody was gathered around the 18 car, and we just walk right up to Adam Stevens and start talking to him. And I mean, he's just as cool as a cucumber. Yeah. So cowboy tough guy. <laughs> yeah. that was. I mean, that was just, I think that was maybe one of my favorite moments um, was just having that experience. That was, that was really cool to do. Yeah. I mean, you can't walk up in the locker room and at an NFL game <laughs> right. an hour before the game and ask the coach, Hey, what's the game plan? Right. You I know. know. I mean, you don't get that. So. And, you know, we were, you know, we, we did, we did a number of, we kind of get into a routine when we get down in the garage, we, we make these laps in, in the track. Um, and then we, we run into people. Obviously we talked to De Benedetto's mom. I also talked to Bob Pockris, got his uh, thoughts on some things and watched the cars roll by. That was pretty awesome um, to see that. And, you know, we were like right there. I mean, the cars were rolling by going into tech, right, like right at that moment. Yeah. Um, and, you know, got some great shots and chatted with the Chase Elliott uh, team. They were talking about, hey, you know, you know talk to them about, you know, looks like your car's good. Chase just messed up the qualifying a little bit. They were very optimistic. Obviously, they had quite a quite a piece um, for sure. So that was that was huge. And I mean, what are your thoughts from being down there? Oh, I mean, that was that was great. I mean, <clears throat> obviously, like you said, first time being at that type of facility and having that access. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, the garages from the garage to sitting in the infield and eating ice cream, eating ice cream on the on the, on the Astro on the turf, turf. Um, melted pretty quick. Mine did. Yeah, because you got chocolate ice cream. I got sherbet. Yeah, I know. I made the smart was, decision. It, I didn't. I, I wasn't thinking. Um, it was like melting everywhere. So. Um, yeah, but I mean, it was, it was, it was really awesome to be down there. And then who do we run into? Who do we run into? Greg Biffle. Greg, well, that was in the garage area. Yeah, yeah. We ran into Greg. Um, I'm trying to, the reason I'm, what are of, you doing? I'm trying to see how many steps I took yesterday. Oh. Um, I, I don't, I think I, my phone crashed. I used to have that app, but my phone crashed. I, I, or I'd be able to tell you, but I don't have that app anymore. I know you had to take more than 17,000. Um, oh, for sure. But it, should tell me miles I walked yesterday too. I don't know. This new update's kind of yeah, my, it's different. I don't have that app anymore. I'm averaging seven thousand steps a day. That's great. I'm getting the new iPhone Wednesday morning. That's nice. great. 
noise. Um, I mean, we walked a lot. I felt like we walked a lot. It was, you know, it was pretty warm down there too. Uh, they didn't have popsicles like Bristol did, so that was a little disappointing. Yeah. Man, um, I took, Jesus, 3,000, 2,000, 3,000. Right, are you looking at this by hour or? Yeah. I took around almost 15,000 steps well, yesterday. We both would have taken the same amount of steps. Yeah. Um, although I will say Connor was walking very fast. Um, I mean, you were like running a, a friggin' marathon. I'm I telling couldn't you, keep up. the week... So we, I'm on kind of like this health grind right now, trying to clean up my my diet and work out more and, and stuff. How are those and Chick Fil A fries today? I, shut up. <laughs> and I, um, I stuff like that is good for me every once in a while because I'm trying to put on a little bit of muscle mass. Um, so I, I'm telling Timothy the week leading up to the race, hey, every every time I know I'm going to the race, the week we, the week leading up, I try and drink nothing but water eat all healthy type food so the sun doesn't kick my ass up and down and he's like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that's not what i say no, so it wasn't we get there and i'm walking at a normal Mm-mm. pace no and people say that i walk fast and i i walk fast in general and you were like way ahead of me it was like that's, I also, by the way, had a 50-pound book bag on my back. It was not 50 pounds. I picked it up when you went in the bathroom. I picked it up with my pinky. So it, that was light. You were just gassed. And you slept the whole way there. So that was... No, I did not sleep the whole way there. Because you slammed legs. on the brakes. You slammed on the brakes and woke me up. Yeah, I, I looked over while I was driving. I was like, what, what is... No. So slammed on the brakes while, and he just... While, while, while I'm falling asleep behind the wheel coming back from Darlington. Yeah. Um, so we ran into Greg Biffle, who was uh, at Roush, uh, at the Roush Holler. So he's still clearly got some great ties with with uh, with the Roush folks, and he was kind enough to chat with Fudda Lead. Greg, uh, in the Cup Garage, what's been going on with you? Uh, just a little of this, a little of that. I've been racing, you know, a bunch of fun stuff. I've done some lemons races, did that uh, Gander Outdoor Series race. I've raced the win too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> racing some Stadium Super Trucks. Uh, and then Sand Outlaw Series races in the UTVs side by side. So, been uh, doing a, you know, just just having fun behind the wheel when I can, uh, enjoying uh, semi-retirement, I guess. What was it like to get that Truck Series win? That was pretty neat. I mean, you couldn't have scripted it any better, right? A lot, lot of fans, a lot of friends, family, all that come to uh, come to that event and uh, be able to get back in the car for the first time in, you know, three years, two and a half years, and. And be able to pull off a win was pretty pretty exciting. Yeah. So, do you have any other plans of racing any truck series races in 20, uh, 2020? Um, I, you know, we were talking about it. I was with Kyle the other night at his charity event, and we were kind of chit chatting about it. So, we'll have to wait and see. There'll probably be something come up, I would imagine. But, um, you know, I know they're filling out the schedule, so we'll see what happens. Do you miss the Cup Series running in it full time? I do. Uh, I don't know if I miss running in it full time, but I really, really miss it. You know, it's kind of one of those things where I enjoy my time now, but I really, really miss the competitiveness of it. All, all, the, all your friends. This is kind of friends and family in the garage here when you spend, you know, 15 years with them every weekend. So, um, you know, I miss that aspect of it. Connor, any final thoughts? There's one race out of the schedule that you could pick out of the Cup Series to run a year. What would that be? Uh, man, that would be hard. I, I, there's so many uh, racetracks I love to race at, but... 
If, if I had to pick one, it might be uh, Michigan. You know, I, I've won a lot of races there. That's a really fun track for me. And uh, if I had to pick one, that might be might be the one I pick. Not the Roval. <laughs> you know, the Roval looks exciting. It, it looks interesting. And uh, I would jump in here in a second. I'd love to see uh, what it drives like. All right, Greg Biffle, thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Absolutely, thank you. You didn't ask him the question that I wanted you to, um, which is you've been asking me it like 50 times a day. Who going to be that? Yeah, I also should ask him why he grabbed Jimmy Johnson by the neck that one year at Martinsville and had the look of death in his eyes. Oh, remember him and Kevin Harvick? Oh, yeah. Harvick was, like, bouncing off top of roofs of cars, jumping on top of people. Man, yeah. that was when Harvick was. Maniac. He was, he was on something. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was great to chat with Greg. I mean, he looks fit. Um, he is slim and trim. Looks like he's gotten better shape. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, uh, you know, he looks looks healthy and happy. And um, he was doing a little chit-chatting with Kyle about racing trucks next year. Yeah, when, even at Kyle's charity events, he's still doing business. Right, I know. Um, but, you know, I guarantee you he drives a KBM truck next year. He gets a win. Yeah. Uh, so, the great, uh, great full, interview. Full-time full time for KBM next year. Greg Biffle and Haley that, Deegan. The monstrous lineup of the truck series. I, I think that'd be great. It would be great. Um, but I, I want to thank you for bringing Greg on the show here with your, your comeback show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, me and Gregory are good friends. Uh, we enjoyed – you know, he's been enjoying retirement. I enjoyed my month of retirement from the show and grabbed a couple drinks and – Burned down a couple uh, Mustangs and, uh, yeah, just uh, brought them back with me for the show. All right, let's talk about this race itself because we were at the Roval last year. Um, great race. At the end. At the end. There was the big wreck in the middle. Um, there was a lot of single-file racing. There was there was the, those 30-, 40-minute stretches where nothing was going on. This race just felt completely different. Did I mean, did it feel that way to you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean we had we had we had similar seats like last year. We're sitting in the same area. They they put like tables in front of us this year where we could just like put our drinks and stuff on. And yeah, and, and Richmond did on. the same. And so that was awesome. Um, but I mean, obviously Chase Elliott gets the win, uh, and and we'll talk about that. That that's the big moment from the weekend, and we'll dive into how all that happened. But a lot. I mean, there was so much going on throughout this race, um, as the race went on, and. <laughs> What the hell is going on over there with you? Go on Instagram. <laughs> I mean, Continue. Fo- focus. Focus. Um, so Bowman, first lap. I mean, he wrecks, yeah. and then he, he you know hits Bubba Wallace. So that's kind of where the whole anger started with, with Bubba Wallace. And everybody, I guess, assumed that Alex Bowman was done at yeah. that point. Um, speaking of done, Eric Jones out early of the race uh he had the whole disqualification um finished top five fourth at the race last week and then gets dq'd first cup series dq of a driver so he got like one point or no points or or i mean he was looking pretty good coming into this race to make the round of 12 yeah then it was a must win and then i mean all the gibbs cars had major issues um all weekend and he went out early. I mean, what do you think about him missing the chase, the playoffs? Um, surprised that, that first, he doesn't go to the round of 12? A little bit surprised. Oh, well, yeah. Surprised he doesn't go to the round of 12. Um, I'm not sure how far he would have made it after that, but just that first round is such a kryptonite to him last year. I mean, it seems like same song, second verse for, you know, uh, for him in the in the playoffs this year. So 
And I knew couldn't that, have come at a at a worse time. What, what happens next year? Bell advances farther than than Jones in the playoffs. Uh, you think Bell's? Do you think um, Jones just signed a one year deal? Do you think next year's his last year? I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work out, but um, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he <clears throat> feels any pressure to perform. I don't know. I mean, he's he's a cup winner. He, I mean, he won in Darlington. We were there. Yeah. So right. I don't know. Um, I mean, he just these bad stretches of races come at, at the worst time for him. And, you know, to get DQ'd in the second race of the playoffs when you're in your backs against the wall anyways, I mean, it's just all situational anyways. So, um, yeah, that sucks. Sucks for his team. But I don't know. I don't know if he feels any added on pressure next year to perform or the rest of the season to perform, knowing that, you know, Bell might be still coming for his right. I don't know. So, um, I'd. I don't know what their what their mindset is for the rest of the season. And I was watching as the race started Chase Elliott because he started to make the move. He started to pass cars. I mean, this is a tough track to pass, and he started to slowly move his way up through the field. You were obviously watching Kyle Busch, who was kind of not doing that. Um, he was kind of holding steady, it seemed like. Yeah, just not his track. They just Gibbs cars just miss his setup by a mile and a half. So... Yeah, just not his day. And then we get to um, Chase winning the second stage. So Chase had kind of put himself out there as the dominant car. I mean, he had the dominant car. He was able to pass people anywhere and everywhere on that track at places that we have not seen people pass before. So uh, I was feeling really good uh, because I've not been to a race that Chase has won. Uh, He's close to winning Martinsville. Um, when I was there uh, earlier this year, sat on the pole at Bristol, dominated until he got wrecked by a lap car. So I, I've been close moments. You got to see Kyle Busch win a race this year at Bristol, that same race. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I wanted to wanted to experience that. And then I go get French fries. Yeah. I leave to get French fries and all hell breaks loose. Yep. Um, all, all tires lock up as well. Green flag drops from a caution or, or whatever it was and chase drives straight into the wall. I mean, he just drove that car. It's like, I mean, can you not turn the steering wheel at that point? Um, I mean, the no. steering wheel was not being turned when the front wheels lock up. You're screwed. I mean, he drove straight. I'm standing down there in the French fry line <laughs> and looking up at the TV and I'm, I'm I, the re, they restart. I'm like, wow, Chase got a big jump. I look over, I place my order. I look back up at the screen and he's head on into the wall. And I mean, I'm like, what is happening? I was pretty dejected. I almost just kind of left at that point, just left you and uh, just didn't come back to the seats. Yeah. Uh, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I came back. Um, and then as I was out there, like watching, uh, I was waiting on some some food, and I peeked my head out, and I guess Kyle Busch had, had his problem. And as I was walking up the steps, you looked at me and were shaking your head. I was shaking my head because uh, both our drivers had just had big major problems. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I felt like I was going into that. I was about to experience Chase getting the win, and, uh, you know, it looked to be all taken away because, I mean, when you see your driver hit the wall head on, I mean, it looks like it's over. And, yeah, that's I mean, all she wrote. I mean, how, 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 you know, how, did, how was it not over? And so um, then caution came out. They put tape on the hood. Uh, obviously nothing wrong with the radiator. And he just begins to charge through the field. 
and um, you know the cautions came out at the right time. You kept telling me Chase is going to be fine. Um, I got mad because of the cautions, but looking back, I'm glad those cautions came out because you know he was slowly getting where he needed to be. And then on that last restart, uh, they had a red flag. Uh, somebody dropped oil all over the track, so there was about a 15-minute red flag. And he took the lead with five laps to go and just cruise control. Yep. Um, cruise control, got the win. <laughs> I mean, that was – and I, I was – I mean, I was excited. I mean, I, I, safe to say I was pretty excited. Um, I'm not the only one that was excited. Uh, there was some other people very excited. So, so, so Chase drives up to the wall that he did and, and drives into it and does a burnout. Clever. And gets out of the car, stands on the car while the car's rolling backwards. He jumps off the car. The car rolls backwards and slams into the wall. Uh, that was maybe the greatest victory celebration I've ever seen. Um, what do you think? That was nuts. Now, mm. all this is happening while Charlotte is telling everybody to duck for covering. Clear get the out, grandstands. Clear the grandstands. We've got lightning 20 miles away. we got people um, running down the stands saying, I'm ready to die. That's what seeing Chase Yeah, because wouldn't. we weren't going anywhere. I wanted to see <clears> everything. No. I wanted to see the victory lane thing. And then the security came up and said, let's go. Get out. Um, I, never, I mean, I never heard thunder. Never. Obviously, they, they have that rule. Um, I assume if the race were still going on, they would have thrown a caution. Uh, uh, that would they would have yeah they would have brought everybody yeah they would have put the lightning clock on we would have sat there for another yeah. twenty minutes, um, but I mean that was huge, um, and I don't know to do what he did I mean he hit the wall at a road course head on, went all the way to the back and then came at the hardest the hardest track in NASCAR right now hit the wall came all the way back to get the win. Um, and, and here's what he had to say, part of his comments after the race. I mean, I couldn't believe I did that. I mean, that was just so stupid. Uh, I mean, if you could, I don't know that you could have done anything more stupid uh, leading this race than what I did right there. And uh, obviously I was just really pissed off. And uh, luckily our, our car wasn't too bad. And our, our Napa Camaro was fast enough to drive back up through there, got the cautions at the right time and uh, just didn't quit. If there's ever a lesson to not quit, uh, today was, was the example. Was this the greatest comeback of all time? Of all time, I don't know. It ranks up there, but uh, I don't know. That's kind of a uh, – that's tough. That's tough. You know, I, I was thinking of races that I've seen in, in comebacks. Um, Jeff Gordon, I think, had a major comeback at Martinsville one time where I feel like he went a couple laps down, got him oh, yeah. back, and won the race. I think wasn't that 97? Wasn't that Something. the crazy good year? Um, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Del Jarrett, I don't know that I would call this a complete comeback, but ran out of gas right at Pitt Road coasted all the way around at Indy, had the most dominant car anybody's ever had at Indy, lost four laps in the process, made all four of the – this was – How do you lose four laps? Because he ran out of gas. At Indy? He ran out of gas right at pit road, did not pit, and was literally going – Oh, so he wasn't coming to pit when no, he – No, I mean, the car – I mean, he was at – I mean, he was – they had to run up to the end of pit road and push his car down to his pits. Dang. Um and you couldn't do that today in NASCAR, and there was no free pass. So he had to pass the leader to get his lap back, and he got all four of those laps back, still finished 16th or something, because by the time he got that last lap back, there was the race was over. Um, but So that wasn't a complete comeback. But, I mean, this was, this, was, uh, this was just, I mean, this was, I think this was a great shot in the arm 
there's all, all you know there's excitement around NASCAR. Chase Elliott's the most popular driver, and then to go out and do something like this, I think, really gets everybody buzzing. Um, and there's so many shots. I mean, uh, you know, the moment the him on the car with the car rolling, you're seeing that meme all on Twitter everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was just that was just I don't know. It was it was huge for the sport. I'll say that it was huge a big for me. big victory for the sport. Big, big victory for. For the fan base and uh, I mean, it was huge around. for me. It was huge for this guy. Hell yeah! Shout out Wahoo's boss! Hell yeah, baby! Hell yeah! <laughs> wow. <clears throat> uh, so eliminated from the playoffs. Jones, Kurt Busch. That's a huge surprise to me. Yeah. Um. I mean, I, I just I think that's that's uh, he he had a I, I had him going to the round of eight. Um, so that was a huge surprise. Eric Amarola, I'm not really surprised by that. He's not had, he's not had a lot of big runs this year at all. No, it was last last year. Last top 10 Um, was like Daytona in July. Right. And that was a rain delay. Here's what he told NBC. Yeah, it's part of it. Um, you win and lose together as a team and, uh, you know, it's, it's part of it. So I just, I didn't do a good job on the restart and, uh, started getting swarmed and, uh, just couldn't fight off, uh, all those guys. So it's thanks for sure but uh still really blessed and fortunate to be in this position uh with everybody at Stuart Haas Racing really thankful for Smithfield and everybody at Ford Motor Company uh the sun's gonna come up tomorrow and I'm still gonna be Eric Amarola they're not gonna take my birthday away not taking Eric Amarola's birthday away not taking his life Uh, away (laughs) so he's out um Ryan Newman who I mean who's just the the underdog that just is like the the little engine that could he keeps going and going and going and going and uh there were moments where he looked like he was going to be in but he got into a number of wrecks in the race here here were his thoughts so really proud of the team everybody to get to this point we worked so hard we had no cushion whatsoever and dang near made it in so just uh proud of everybody to get this performance plus forward uh, to what we did today um, we still got a lot of fight left in us um, today was a struggle all the way through um, I made a mistake stalled the car on pit road uh, first time all year I did that but just a lot of little mistakes that added up I mean I don't know they let the 43 car go up and jump two rows in front of us on a restart they let the 48 drive down take a lane away from us on a restart just I don't know what the officiating situation was there, but um, lots of lots of question marks, and it always seems to happen here. So, I mean, it kind of went from an okay interview to then blaming NASCAR for all his problems. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, Newman missed the chicane though, and then didn't didn't stop. I mean, yeah. so uh, you know, he was going to try to, see, and then he wrecked. He wrecked Suarez. Him and Suarez had words after the race. Uh, Kevin Harvick was the one that was really sitting pretty in this race when Chase Elliott wrecked because he then took off and he was pulling out to a big lead and uh, you know it looked like a Kevin Harvick was going to win this race. Obviously, though, he got passed with just a few laps to go. You know, it, we just had so many cautions there, and every restart I'd see him get a little bit closer. But just really proud of everybody on our, our Jimmy John's Ford for uh, everything that they've, they've done to improve our cars since Watkins Glen. And, and from this race last year, I mean, we were – mid-pack at best and, and we spent a lot of time trying to uh trying to get better and, and today we were in position to win and, and uh just didn't need all those cautions but uh, that's the way it goes and today and just you know the line nine it was just super fast and just beat us so harvick uh you know pretty good interview there he's not not complaining about anything um joe gibbs racing i mean we talked about saw kyle bush red flag out he's backing up 
and then he just finally said, I'm done. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, uh, no I'm not, more. I'm not finishing this race. Uh, yeah, I'm not tearing up any more equipment. And then, of course, the NASCAR fans or, or the, the Kyle Busch haters out there have something to say about that. Yeah, uh, you know, NASCAR on Fox posted a picture and it was like, did Kyle Busch do the right thing? Like, come, give the dude a break. I mean, he was three laps down. The car was broke. What do you want to do? Cruise around there as a roadblock and get in an accident? Like, Seven laps to go. You can't blame the guy. But you did really good. I'm proud of you for uh, keeping your composure during this race. Yeah, we're on to Dover. We're on to Dover. <laughs> uh, Clint Boyer made it in. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people wondering if he was going to do that. They haven't had the best of season. He has not been consistent at all this season. But he made it in, and here's what here's what he had to say to NBC. We knew what we had to do. You know, coming into this thing, we had a good finish here last year. I, I don't know. Um, you know, in those first three races, we just got too far behind. You know, in Vegas, can't afford to do that. I'm excited about uh, uh, that Bowman. He all right? He'll be all right. <laughs> He's laid out on the track surface, sir. He'll be all right. He's a tough guy like you. <laughs> um, just a good day for us. Really proud of our Rush Truck Center, um, the old Cummins engine. You know, Ford Mustang. So that's Chase pulling up, yeah, with the holy shit, uh, <laughs> the holy shit comment. That's um, funny. And so that leads us into into Bowman, because uh, Bowman climbed out of his car and collapsed, I guess. Yeah. Um, and Bowman in the race was battling Bubba Wallace, and going through the chicane, turned Bubba head on into the wall, <laughs> um, and apparently Bubba had been uh, not driving with both hands on the wheel for the entire race. And so after the race was over, Bubba, while the medics are with Bowman and Jeff Gordon is with Bowman, goes up to Bowman and throws, I think it was a blue Powerade. That's what it looked like in his face. Something like that, yeah. Um, In his face, got Jeff Gordon all soaking wet. I think that's really the problem here. It's Gordon got wet, not Bowman. Yeah. Um, Uh, But... Was that the right thing to do? Um, I think it probably wasn't the most ethical thing to do. Um, I wouldn't have done it. Uh, the man's kind of down. I mean, I wouldn't have done that. And throwing water in his face and walk. And, I mean, and, he walked away too. So it's like, yeah. And, not only is a man down, you throw water in his face and you walk away. And and then he's made the comment, uh, play playing this, you know, made it out like Bowman was faking, so he wouldn't have to deal. Yeah, with Yeah, I don't know, but uh, which apparently Bowman had been sick all weekend or the last all, all week. week, um, and he wrecked his car with seconds to go in second in, practice, uh, the the final happy hour, whatever, and and then you know wrecked I don't know how many times in the race and battled all the way back to second to make the playoffs. Yeah, uh, I mean that was just as, as, as underrated, underrated performance. Crazy of a drive as, as everybody's going to talk about Chase Elliott's performance, right. but they're not going to talk about Alex Bowman. Right, and, and speaking of Bowman, here's his thoughts. I don't know if he was mad about the first lap or what, but obviously that was just a mistake. And then I got flipped off for uh, every every single straightaway on the entire racetrack for three laps, and um, I got flipped off by him for like three or four laps in a row at Richmond. Uh, so I'm just over it. So he's over it. Uh, Bubba's flipping everybody off. Uh, it's not the first time we've heard of Bubba flipping people off. Um, so I don't know. NASCAR says they're going to have a little chit-chat with Bubba um, about what he did. Um, Bubba seems, I don't know. Um, he, he's, he's just, uh, I don't know. Um, I, mean, I could see how that would piss drivers off for you to be flipping them off and stuff. 
I say both sides have to keep their composure a little bit more, but Bubba's got to not lose focus and, you know, give the finger to anybody who, you know, touches his quarter panel and Bowman can't, on the other side of that, he can't be right hooking people and head on into the wall when he gets a finger. So I, you know, if it's really such an issue, just talk to him after the race. Uh, like Suarez did, don't right hook him into the wall. And then if you're, if <clears throat> if you're Bubba, you know you gotta. In my opinion, you gotta stay focused and you know not. I just think if that was Kyle Busch who did that to Bowman after the race. Think about the outrage and the outpour by the media on his actions. But Bubba does it, and it seems like a 50-50 split whether... Well, I won't say 50-50. I say more people are against it. But there are some people who liked it. But there was... You'd think of the kickback Kyle would oh, get absolutely. for doing that. So, absolutely. I don't know. You, you can't act like that, in my opinion. That's kicking a man while he's down. So, I just... I mean, I think he crossed a line. The fact that you're sitting there with the medics and you're being treated for an issue. Um, I mean, I don't see that any different than them pulling somebody out of a car and putting them on a stretcher and the other guy in the wreck going on there and grabbing DDTing, the guy the stretcher or I'm going to DDT him through the stretcher. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean B- Bubba's, uh, Bubba needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he's not running very good. And obviously I'm sure that's playing a factor in all this. Um, he had one good race, and I think Bubba is Bubba's also letting letting NASCAR fans get to him too, because you know, and he's when he had that run at Indy, you know, his comments were, you know, if you listen to Twitter, we're not supposed to be racing; somebody can drive, um, you know. So he's he's letting he's letting all these 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 haters of him get into his head too. I think, um, and he needs to needs to work on that. So here's the playoffs heading into Dover. Uh, the round of 12, Kyle Busch back to the points lead, Martin Truex second, Hamlin third. Um, Logano is fourth, Kevin Harvick, Chase Elliott, um, Brad Keselowski. They all have a pretty good cushion. Um, the guys that are, are, and then Kyle Larson. So here's who's, I guess, now on the outside looking in as we head to Dover. Um, it's it's Bowman. It's Blaney, it's Byron, and it's Boyer. So, and they are separated by only like five points. Um, but they, you know, they're they're who are that's who's below the cut line now, as we head in there. And so, I mean, it's certainly going to be interesting to see what happens um, and who 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 makes this um, as we go on. We're not gonna have a we're not gonna uh, we're gonna talk about Dover in a minute, but. Uh, um, I mean, it's 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 tight, um, and 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 we're at the point now. We're getting to the point where some 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 surprises, big surprises, could go home. Yeah, and so we'll see what happens. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Come back, wrap this up. We have a brand new segment on the podcast. It's the Magic Eight Ball segment. We're going to ask the Magic Eight Ball three NASCAR questions, and we're going to get you the answers that you want to know. Um, I'm excited about this. Yeah, should uh, be fun. I'm, I mean, we're finally going to get the answers to these questions. I know. 100% reliable, too. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. Crash. Trouble. Tired of reading through stories that don't matter to you online? Do you need an app that gets you and what you want to read? Well, download Flipboard today. Flipboard curates the world's stories so you can focus on investing in yourself, staying informed, and getting involved. Go to the App Store, type in Flipboard, and you can download it for free. All right, welcome back to For the Lead. It is now time 
for the Magic 8-Ball segment. We have an 8-Ball. And um, we're going to ask it three questions. We're going to shake it. We're going to get the answers. Connor, what's the first question you want to ask the Magic 8-Ball? Will Ricky Stenhouse be in a cup ride next year? All right, let's shake it. I have no idea. <sighs> me, me too, Magic 8-Ball. He, prob- he probably has no idea either. So the Magic 8-Ball has no idea whether Ricky Stenhouse is going to be in a cup car. What's your next question? No, let me ask one next. Will Chase Elliott make it to the final four? There we go. The answer is yes. Well. The answer is yes. Huh. Holy wow. God. That means we're going to Homestead. Yeah. Well, barring Kyle Busch makes it, yeah. All right. <clears throat> so what's uh, what's one more question you want to ask? Will Kyle Busch ever win again this year? Will Kyle Busch – well, if he doesn't win this year, that likely means he's not going to win the championship. Likely, yeah. Uh, because, he, you know, everybody wins at Homestead, it seems like, the, the champion. So here we go. Will Kyle Busch ever win a race again this year? Don't ask. Hi, I'm head out. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't ask. So good news for me. Elliot's making it to the final four. Uh the eight ball does not want us to know what's gonna happen with Kyle Bush. Don't ask. Uh Kyle Bush. And then Stenhouse, uh no idea about whether or not he's gonna get a cup right. All right, Dover preview. We're not gonna have a podcast next week because we're not gonna be around. Uh we're gonna be traveling. Um but uh I think Chase is going to run good at Dover. You're not too high on Kyle Busch, right? Dover's a bad track for us. So we'll go there with a completely different setup than we went in the spring. My likely likelihood it's going to be close to the 19 setup in the spring and then see what we can do from there. So with, with those that are out, Bowman, Blaney, Byron, Boyer, who do you see not making it? I mean, who do you see missing the round of eight? Do Blaney, see- Boyer, um, Larson, and... Uh, so that Byron. Leaves, so you think Byron or Bowman, man? It's I don't. You it, think Byron or I Bowman's going to get to the round of eight? I don't eight. know, man. I, it, it's a toss. I think the locks to miss the next round is Clint Boyer and who else? Who else? We got who? Who did I say first? Clint Boyer and Ryan Blaney. I think those. So you are, think they're out? Blaney's yeah. out. The um, next, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's just it's gonna be. I feel like a big driver is gonna have a bad race. I mean, Keselowski got eliminated this round last year. So, right. Yeah. No. I, I think you don't I know. Think, I think there will be a surprise miss. The you round don't know. Of eight. Hopefully, it's not Chase uh, because yeah. you know, he's not safe. Kyle Busch, I would say, is safe. Truex is safe. Um, but uh, you know, I, I think Chase I, Talladega worries me. If you don't have a good Dover and then you go into Talladega, that's always bad. Dover's, uh, potentially. Dover's it, an important race. It is because it, you need momentum because you, you're almost assuring a wreck yeah. at Talladega. So you've got to get through Dover Dover gaining points on who's below you. Right. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up for the lead. Episode number 37. Man, good to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back. Um, sorry this podcast put you to sleep. Yeah, it's a little but, past my uh, bedtime. Um, but uh, we're, we're glad to have you back. I know the Father Leaders are super excited to have you back. Gabe's already posted a video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's excited about the podcast, and uh, we will have this up. And uh, don't forget, uh, we're not going to be here next week, so we will be back for episode 38, and that's going to be after the Talladega race. So when we come back, we're going to know a lot about what's going to happen in this chase. Yeah. 
uh, who's going to make the round of eight. So Dover will be over. Talladega will be over. Of course, we'll post updates on what we see with NASCAR on social media, on Twitter at For the Lead. Um, uh, Instagram at Fuddly. Don't forget, Connor's got a new vlog coming out on Wednesday. Everything that happened at the Roval. You don't want to miss that. So check out Connor Bunn on YouTube. Also, he's going to be on uh, YouTube this Wednesday with Darian and the guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be cool to see as well. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Greg Biffle, for taking the time to chat with us. And uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Crash. Trouble. <laughs>